Hey, it's 7 o'clock Monday night here in Nougaville, Tennessee, that being Chattanooga, Tennessee. Interesting day today, and we're going to get to the highlights of it, if you want to call it highlights or whatever. But welcome to another Jump Into the Fire. Just a reminder, we will not be here tomorrow night. We've got something else that you can watch and... You will enjoy every minute of it. What's up, Alan Thompson? Um, today, Hamilton County Mayor Jim Coppinger said masks are mandatory in Hamilton County, at least until September the 8th. And the bitching and moaning and whining and complaining has already started. Um, it's kind of funny. Did you know that that's infringing on your rights? What's up, Isaac? That's infringing on your rights to be told if you're out in public, you have to wear a mask. There are certain exceptions. Some of them I'm not real... I'm not real sure about, but yeah, at least Mayor Coppinger, hi, Betty, Betty, Betty. God, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, I did see the news. I'll reach out to you tomorrow. Um, I got into a Facebook confrontation with some jack wagon here in Chattanooga or wherever the hell he is. And if you go watch some of his junk, then, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to find the guy's name, Terry Adams. And obviously he's drank a whole hell of a lot of orange Kool-Aid and we're going to get to their orange Kool-Aid here in just a little bit. But Mayor Coppinger has ordered masks in Hamilton County. I apologize. It's cloudy outside where I'm at. I moved to the kitchen tonight. And I got one light above me that just drives me up the freaking wall. So you'll just have to suffer with it and go from there. Um. It's a long time overdue. Nobody is infringing upon your rights. This one jack wagon kept questioning my values. And I told him my beliefs are between me and my God. Not between he and I. And you get some people who think every right is given to them by God. I had to remind him, Jesus once said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Well, Caesars has told you to put on a damn mask. Put the mask on or stay the hell at home. It's that simple. 
if you don't care that much about humanity, stay the hell home. Your freedom ends when you're endangering my life. When you're endangering the lives of your fellow humans, that's where your freedom doesn't apply. So the mayor has said, if you're out in public in Hamilton County, you're going to wear a mask. Now, we will see if Sheriff Hammond, Chief Dodd, and all the other law enforcement that's applicable in Hamilton County will enforce that. It's going to be a $50 fine or 30 days in jail. That's the penalty. Now, will they enforce it? Let's hope they do. But quit whining. It's not going to hurt you. There are some exceptions. If you can document that you have COPD, you don't have to wear a mask. Children under the age of 12 don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask when you go to your church service unless your church says wear a mask. Which is entirely possible. Don't have to wear a mask at a funeral. And there are a couple of other exceptions. What you can do. I think at this point with this mask order, and I think it's going to have to be extended because Hamilton County it just keeps reporting new cases. And I don't want to hear your bullshit. It's because of more testing. No, it's because they opened up the damn place too freaking soon and now it's spreading freaking Bud's parking lot was packed this weekend you know those desperate 40 and 50 and 60 year olds trying to get laid listening to the latest tribute band you know the ones I talked about last week the guys in their 40s, late 40s and 50s and 60s who insist on looking like Motley Crue from the 80s. It's hard to do if you don't have Botox. But I also uncovered one of the more popular bands who tries to fool you because they're wearing wigs. They wear wigs, but wear your mask. All of you sports fans, if you're wanting to have a football season, 
you better wear a mask because if these numbers don't start going down, there's going to be no college. There may be college football, but it'll be without your ass in the seat. You won't be able to go. And more and more, the bachelor life, styrofoam cups. More and more, baseball season might get started, but it, it's not going to finish. And you can bet your last dollar bill the Braves are going to finish dead last. Not only is Freddie Freeman gone, but now pitcher Felix Hernandez and Nick Marcakis have said, nope, we're not going to participate this year. It's just too risky. Do you blame them? I don't blame them a damn bit. Uh, reports are that Marcakis talked to Freddie Freeman's wife, and he's in pretty rough shape. Very high fever. Finding it very difficult to breathe. And you lay that at the feet of Georgia dumbass Governor Brian Kemp. Because he wanted that state opened up fast. Much like the Fort Oglethorpe pool situation, I'm still waiting on an apology. The citizens of Fort Oglethorpe are still waiting on the apology. Hats off to WTVC News Channel 9. To the best of my knowledge, the only local television news to report that Fordo had closed their pool because of COVID. And it's not just one person testing positive, it's two. So now you got a boatload of people in northwest Georgia who are under quarantine while they wait test results. Hi, Lisa. Lisa. I don't know, Alan, how that is going to work with Felix Hernandez. I think it is a one-year deal, but I think if they opt out, the contract rolls. I, I'm not real sure. I just I tend to agree with Buster Olney of ESPN, who says there's a 5% chance of the season finishing. because you're going to have more and more of this. You're going to have more and more players test positive. And sometime, and I see the executive producer of Jump Into the Fire has joined us. Hi, Kim Klein. You tell that husband of yours, hello. Kip Klein, head coach at Ridgeland High School. Uh, now, like I said, Georgia's full bore into the high school football season. Tennessee's going to make their decision this week. And the majority of the coaches in this area want to do an eight-game regular season. The top two teams in each region are going to go to the playoffs. And then... If you didn't make the playoffs, you can schedule two more games. We'll see how that works out. Here's my concern. 
and this is a concern for me as a grandfather of a high school football player. Sorry, Kim. He's going to LFO. Because the rumor is he's an incoming freshman, and by the time he gets acclimated and everything else, then they're going to start working him out at quarterback for the future. So that's okay, but I worry about it, and I don't know if either state, Tennessee or Georgia, has addressed this. Let's say you have a game on Friday night. Monday morning, one of your players tests positive. What happens then? And nothing is, they're not telling anything about what's going to happen the first time a player tests positive. But if you want, if you, you know, if you're wanting sports this fall, you better put your mask on now. Or they're going to start high school football with no fans in the stands. The college football season, we don't know what's going to happen there. You got more and more schools, especially out in California, that are saying we're going totally online this fall. All all the fall semester is going to be online. So we don't know how that's going to affect things. If the campus is closed, how can the football players be there? I don't know. But Tennessee is going to take the vote this week, and that word will come down from wherever TSSAA is headquartered. Hermitage, Tennessee, I think. So, we'll, you know, we'll be waiting on your decision. I'm just grateful. Oh, man. No more high school football for yours truly. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm going to stick to college football and professional baseball. And with one exception, I am going to do a basketball tournament for the National Association of Christian Athletes. And that's because of the man who basically runs NACA. And that's David Stevenson, who I hope will be a guest on here next week. Former athletic director at the now defunct athletic department, Georgia Northwestern Technical College, who decided we needed cops to patrol campuses where students don't even go because they take their classes online anyway. Okay. Um, Sad news out of Mount Juliet, Tennessee today. 83 years old. Country Music Hall of Famer. One of the founding fathers of Southern Rock. Charlie Daniels passes away, suffered a stroke, and passed away. Now, I could tell you some stories about 
the good old days. And Charlie would make frequent appearances. When he was first getting started, a lot of them were free concerts at Ingalls Stadium. And I was at those. And then, thanks to some good friends, I finagled some. They had really hit it big. And finagled backstage after a concert at Memorial Auditorium. Needless to say, I don't know how the hell I drove home that night. Now, in the 80s, Charlie had a religious conversion. And I preface that by saying Long-Haired Country Boy is a classic Southern rock song. One of the lines, I mean, no good and I'm lazy and crazy as a loon because I get drunk in the morning, I get stoned in the afternoon. And... Then, you know, huge hit with the devil went down to Georgie's lunar. I done told you once, you son of a bitch. I'm the best it's ever been. And I know I should have put my language warning on there. But that was the song. You heard it on KZ 10 sucks. And um he had a great song that really paid tribute to those artists who along with himself and the Charlie Daniels band brought Southern rock to the forefront. I mean, Southern rock begins and ends with the Allman brothers band. You can take Leonard Skinner and just, and I should have put that on there. Skinner sucks, but Charlie went through a religious awakening and rewrote some of his songs. And it lost the edge. Now, I'm not going to fault him for rewriting them. That was his belief. Because I'm going to talk about the Eagles concert I watched last night. And I noticed a huge change they've made in the lyrics to one of their songs. Maybe one of their most iconic songs. But Charlie has left a lasting impression. I just happened to be my cousin is married to Taz Gregorio, the keyboard player for the Charlie Daniels band. My cousin's married to his sister. But Charlie's a he was a hell of a nice guy. Never had, I mean, there was booze a-flowing backstage at the auditorium. And he put on a great show. And I don't agree with his politics now. But as I've said on here before, I may not agree with you politically, but if I enjoy your music or your 
performances. I'm going to watch them. I mean, Robert De Niro, sometimes he goes a little bit overboard. And he's on the extreme AOC left. But that does not deny the fact that Robert De Niro is one of the greatest actors of all time. Now, you can find some photos. He's a short little turd. Because you can find some photos of when they were, of, that were taken when they were making the Irishman. And when they were doing outside scenes, and I'm going to try to, if I can gauge this right, he had on shoes with soles probably that thick because he is that short that doesn't deny how great an actor he is. And he's done some crap. Meet the Fockers. That didn't challenge him as a paycheck. It's kind of like Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges could arguably be the greatest actor of the last 50 years, but he's done some crap movies also. He's done great movies, but he's done some crap too. But Charlie will be missed. I found it interesting. Couldn't they get anybody better to talk about him passing on the news today than that useless John Rich of Big and Rich? Couldn't they get anybody better? And then the local news, their response, they show some tweets. Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan, bro country at its best. <laughs> and then somebody we've not heard from in several years, Timmy Pooh McGraw. How does it feel to be in Garth's shadow, Tim? You'll always be in Garth Brooks' shadow. But Charlie will be missed in terms of the influence he had early on in Southern Rock. Now, oh, time to work out. Is everybody ready to watch me work out? That's going to be a highlight of each and every Jump Into the Fire podcast, the video version. You can watch me work out. Okay. Now, I'm not going to do JD curls tonight. Alan, I told you I'm the local answer to Johnny Carson and Johnny would fire up his Kent during the show. I just fired up my menthol. Um, last night ESPN decided since there's really no sports going on to televise a night, a 2018 concert by the Eagles from the forum in Los Angeles. And I said it when Glenn Fry passed away, pack it up, pack it up. It's time to go. Then they announced, well, Don Henley announced, because you got to remember 
The Eagles Limited were Don Henley, Glenn Fry. That's it. Joe Walsh and Timothy B. Schmidt are hired guns. They do not own the Eagles. It's solely owned now by Don Henley, who I regard as one of the most talented songwriters ever. I mean, you can argue that Glenn Fry, Don Henley's partnership is second only to Lennon and McCartney. But when they announced they were going to, when Don Henley announced that they were going to retool and go on the road again with Glenn's son, Deacon, okay, that might be worthwhile. But they also said, we're adding Vince Gill. And I said then, Vince Gill brings nothing to the Eagles. Nothing. They opened the show with Take It Easy, Deacon Fry on vocals. Did a damn good job. But what I saw, and this was two years ago, they were scheduled to be on tour this summer, along with the Doobie Brothers, the Rolling Stones. But I noticed no real enthusiasm. Joe Walsh was Joe Walsh. Timothy B. Schmidt, he seemed to enjoy the crowd. But Don Henley just did not. He's always had a different personality. But it's like, hmm, how much money am I making tonight? How much money am I making tonight? Let me get through these songs and make that money, make that money, make that money. Because I get to keep most of it. The, they just didn't, just didn't seem to be enjoying themselves. And if you watch the whole thing, and I know there, I've got friends who are huge Vince Gill fans. And I'm a fan when he does country music. But you got Glenn's son there. Let him sing Glenn's songs. But it was almost a 50-50 split between Vince Gill and Deacon Fry singing the songs of Glenn Fry. The only thing that Vince Gill brought to the table was being able to sing, take it to the limit. It was the only song that they ever had on the charts that was sung by Randy Meisner, who realistically quit the band because he got tired of singing that song. 
but I am glad in hindsight that I did not pay $300 per ticket to go see this incarnation of the Eagles. Add Deacon Fry and give it a shot, but not, not with Vince Gill. No. It just doesn't work for us old, hardcore Eagles fans. It just doesn't work. And if ESPN runs it again, by all means, watch it and give me your opinion. But I just was not impressed. Thank goodness they were doing another binge watch on TV land of one of the greatest comedies of all time. And if you can guess what it is, you win a jump into the fire t-shirt. None of which made yet, but if they're, if they're ever made, you'll get one. If you can name what that show is, I binged watch for the second day in a row. Now, It seems that over the weekend, the POTUS, you got it, Alan, two and a half men, the POTUS decided to go on the attack of Bubba Wallace. Why? Why did you feel the need to attack Bubba Wallace? Can any supporters of our president justify him attacking Bubba Wallace on Twitter? Can any of his supporters defend his supporters at Mount Rushmore telling the Native Americans who were there protesting and the Trump supporters telling them to go back where they came from. And I realize I've got friends who are staunch Trump supporters. But did he really need to attack Bubba Wallace at all? Did he really need to attack Bubba Wallace? You want to... You want him not to appear as if he's racist, but damn... to insinuate that what happened with Bubba Wallace was a hoax and that he should apologize for it is beyond me. But retrace what happened. Bubba never saw it. It was reported to NASCAR.
by someone that they saw a noose. And now he's wanting to say Bubba Wallace set this up. What I have a bigger problem with were his supporters who were telling the Native Americans to go back where they came from. Why don't we go back where we came from? They were here before we were. I'll just have to go look at my Ancestry.com DNA analysis and figure out which European country I have the most DNA from. I said European. I didn't say that foreign country just down the road where the capital's Montgomery. That was a veiled Alabama joke. It's interesting. I've got to look at this while we're here because I had put a post out earlier. Um, see, 90% of the people are agreeing with me. If you don't want to wear a mask, stay at home. And then I get people comment like maybe we people who don't believe in wearing masks should protest. Your rights aren't being violated. If you want to be that bad a citizen, then be that bad a citizen. You have a responsibility as a citizen of Hamilton County. You are obligated to protect the other citizens. And it's proven Masks help slow the spread. Is that slow enough for you to comprehend? Masks work to slow the spread. Do we need to say it again? But there are some of those out there that think Clay Travis is the end-all and be-all go-to expert on COVID-19. They quote his numbers that he comes up with his supposed facts about COVID. At one time, Clay Travis was a decent enough sports blogger. And he's been able to, like, what's his face with Barstool Sports? He's been able to make himself wealthy. But now it's instead of outkick the coverage, it's outkick.com. Because he's turned political. He's turned into Dr. Clay Travis. Never mind 
that he's permanently banned from several national news organizations for comments he made on the air regarding women. Now, this guy is Vanderbilt educated. He's an attorney, but he's that damn stupid. But there are people who think that he is the true, the one and only expert on COVID-19. He's the expert on politics. He's the expert on race relations. He's the expert about everything. And for that, Clay Travis of Outkick.com, formerly known as Outkick the Coverage, you have now joined the list of America's biggest pieces of shit. There you go. The newest member of the list Clay Travis. And if you believe everything he's saying and you're a friend of mine, unfriend my ass. I don't care. I truly don't. Clay Travis is a piece of crap. And if somebody wants to tell him that Red Zone Ron Hall on his podcast said he was a piece of crap, please do. I may send him a certificate. Suitable for framing. That says Clay Travis is now an official member of the Jump Into the Fire piece of crap list. But people believe him. They think he's the greatest damn thing since sliced bread. Now, that's an old cliche. Time to drop that crap. He's just a turd. Um, couldn't help but laugh. My old buddy that used to be at Channel 3. God, I love those guys over there. I consider Paul Shaheen and Ben Bobick friends and like I said last week I consider both of them friends but I think Ben Bobick would be the one that would come and bail me out of jail I'm not so sure about Paul but who is ever running your graphics over the weekend whoo boy They were highlights of the PGA tournament. And I can't think of it, but it basically said so and so has a three. It should have said so and so down to scroll in the bottom. So and so three shot lead. Guess what came out in the newscast? In the little box, it said so-and-so, a three-shit lead. Boy. 
kind of sad. But they, you know, people have given them hell over that. I know I did a, and see, that's a growing debate in America. Is it a GIF or a GIF? If you've ever seen the movie Fridays, when dad goes into the bathroom and he's spraying the air freshener. But, you know, it is, whoo boy. I wonder if they'd keep their job over that one. I just wonder if they will keep their job. But please wear your mask. There's a lot of people depending on you to do the right thing and wear your mask. Yeah. Keep my friend in your thoughts. She's got a rough road to hoe the next few weeks. Um, later on, throw you on some old Charlie Daniels band. My favorite song always has been and always will be Trudy. Call up Trudy on the telephone. Send her a letter in the mail. Tell her I'm hung up in Dallas. They won't let me out of this jail. Uh, throw on some Charlie. And if you want to, if they replay the Eagles and you want to watch it, go by all means and watch it. But we're going to call it a night. I'm conflicted. I'm very, very conflicted because tomorrow night, of course, is the regular Tuesday night for Scenic City Sports with Rusty, Scott, Ringold Rob, sometimes Nathan Cook. But, and that's at 7.30, Facebook Live. But at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, a likely member of the soon-to-be-announced Chattanooga Music Rushmore is going to be on Facebook Live at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. The big-ass happy family, Roger Allen Wade himself, will be performing on Facebook Live. And Roger is one of the most talented singer-songwriters. And so very well-respected in the music industry. And if you do listen to WUUQ, that's their voice. Is Roger Allen Wade who won a, and that's one of my all-time highlights was several years ago, realistically the one and only Liberty Fest that was held at Camp Jordan. And, oh, God, it was miserable. It was over 100 degrees that day. And I was the MC for the day. Thanks to one of the most important people of the last 30 years to me, 
and that's Stump Martin. And I got to introduce Davy Smith, which was a thrill because I'd covered Davy when he played high school football at Boyd Buchanan and then as a reporter when he played college ball at Chattanooga. Got to introduce Cody McCarver, former member of Confederate Railroad, who was the headliner that night. Nice guy. Nice guy. But the highlight was being able to introduce Roger Allen Wade, and there were a couple of times during his set, he would go, hey, Ron, this song's about a girl. Two or three songs later, hey, Ron, this song's about a girl. That that was a thrill. Roger is a hell of a nice guy, and tune him in tomorrow night. And when the world gets back to normal, go see Roger. I know he and his relative Johnny Knoxville do some stuff on Sirius XM, and Roger's reach in the country music in, industry is long and quite respected. So you got those options tomorrow night, but we will be back Wednesday night. You've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You got three days to enjoy your freedom of no mask because it goes into effect at 12.01 a.m. Friday. So enjoy it, but stay the hell away from me. Thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight. It has been a blast. We're trying to make this to where it's going to go at least 45 minutes to an hour. And if I ramble, just ignore me. But until Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, please be kind to each other. <laughs>